Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the podcast. I am broadcasting to you kind of live. I'm live right now um, from our speakeasy. We are going to be doing the podcast from here on out in this awesome room that I built in my house. It's behind a wall of bookshelves. I'll give you guys a tour in one of the episodes here, but I wanted to um, welcome you back. We've taken a long break. I uh, was studying for my captain's test and getting a bunch of projects done with the brand. So all these things I'm super excited about, but um, the, the podcast definitely took a backseat. So we're getting started back up, and I also wanted to take a new spin on it where um, we talk a little bit more about uh, news with CBD and the fire service, some of the health and wellness stuff that's going on, as well as where I see um, departments making strides in these fields that uh, I can bring to you. One, it's pretty cool, but two, I think you guys can use it in your own departments and potentially even come up with um, policies or model yourselves after what what, uh, these other places are doing. So yeah, I wanted to do that. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, the magazine Crackle. I'm now a contributor for Crackle Monthly. If you want to see some of the articles I write, you can uh, sign up for their newsletter and and they send it once a month to you. They don't spam you. It's pretty cool. Um, They're not uh, very excessive in their emails. And then obviously their magazine is pretty dope. They have like Uh, a ton of stuff about wellness they do a lot of different things it's not just like fire engineering and firehouse it's very different i love some of the articles they do they really tackle a lot of subjects that are really not addressed as much mental health is obviously a priority uh sleep on the job and off the job lifestyle uh, choices and and some of the things that we can do to increase our longevity it's all like the stuff that that i want to do with rescue one so i think that we're really aligned and i'm really stoked that they actually asked me to do that I'm really proud to do that. I've never done anything like that before, so um, it's pretty it's pretty awesome writing for those. Mine is typically about CBD, obviously, but um, they do a lot of other different stuff. One of their articles was about like finance, being financially savvy for retirement and things like that, and it's written by somebody who's not a firefighter, which is good because uh, the number one financial advice that uh, firefighters give me that I do listen to is don't take advice from a firefighter. Uh, so for finance, I think it's pretty cool. Um, check that stuff out, not a plug or anything, even though it is kind of a plug, but, um, I'm not getting paid or anything like that for them. I just, I just really enjoy doing it. One of the most recent things I did for them, which is what this topic is about today is about sleep. Originally I titled it, we're running out of excuses. And I think that's important to talk about because, uh, a lot of criticism and there should always be criticism about anything in science and that's how we prove with the scientific method that you know stuff is legit um, is we question and we try to put to the test what the theory is uh, or the the hypothesis is you know one of the, the questions is always how does this stuff work all the way to the extreme that it's snake oil and the only way to disprove that it's snake oil or not is to show the research behind it, talk about the specific pathways that, that CBD takes to affect you positively, and also what we know about how specifically it works as far as what it does to your brain and body. And with all that said, I think people can develop a lot more confidence and understanding in the process of, of how CBD helps your sleep when there's measured studies behind it and like quantitative, not just qualitative, research to say... X, Y, and Z happens, and that's why you get better sleep. And here are the universities that studied it and the researchers and the doctors that put their names behind it. It's not John from Rescue One putting this out there. The 
excuses that we come up with are pretty common. You know, one is the whole idea that it's snake oil and that there's uh, no purported benefit behind it and that's all mental. The other one that comes up very frequently is drug testing, which we're going to talk about, but also the legality of it and maybe thinking that it's considered marijuana. That's another one that I wanted to tackle. So, you know, going through the list here and, and just trying to bring up some of the research that I think is really important to talk about and so that you can bring it back to your department. Ultimately, when we're talking about shift, we can't help what happens to our sleep on shift. We just can't. Calls come in after midnight and we go on them because that's what we signed it to do. But, you know, poor sleep obviously causes a myriad of health, of health issues. I don't have to go on and on about some of the stuff that sleep does. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows that sleep, lack of sleep is horrible for us and sleep is ex an extremely important part of our physiology. There's a study out of Harvard uh, that was done in 2015 and it showed out of 7,000 firefighters studied, 37% of them had a diagnosed sleep issue, some form of insomnia or a sleep disorder. That's on a scale that's important to look at. 7,000 is a decent size in relative to the just over a million firefighters in the United States, including volunteers. 37% of that, we can extrapolate that out, and it's got to be fairly similar. I would imagine that our people are having some kind of sleep disorder. The deal with lack of sleep is it's linked to 29% increase in cardiac disease and all-cause mortality. That's from a study called Insomnia with Objective Short Sleep Duration and Risk of Incident Cardiovascular Disease and All-Cause Mortality Sleep Heart Health Study. Mouthful from Bertish et al. 2018. So Bertish found that lack of sleep is in, is uh, tied to 29% increase in, in uh, cardiovascular disease and all-cause mortality. That's huge. What's the number one killer of firefighters? It's not flashovers. It's cancer and heart attacks. Again, I don't want to harp on this too much. I'm sure everyone has heard the doom and gloom about lack of sleep. Forget that. What are we going to do about it? Will your doctor try to recommend to you a natural and holistic way to help your sleep or are they going to try to tell you to take one of a few really significantly um, mind affecting and potentially habitual drugs the word drug gets thrown around for cannabis so often but we don't want to look at the actual drugs that we're being prescribed to say this shit sucks and uh, I just want to take a second look at that and say like hey maybe we need to question that a little bit more that's all I'm asking because your sleep is way more important to your mental and physical health than a stigma. You know, if we don't have a culture within the fire service to try to correct your circadian rhythm instead of just taking a drug, then we're going to be running around in circles. A check engine light pops up and we're essentially just putting a piece of tape over it. We're not actually correcting the underlying problem, which I have a huge problem with. If you want a healthy body, you have to have healthy sleep. The best thing to correct our circadian rhythm is how and when we expose ourselves to light. So there's a study by Munch, and it's in, from 2012. It's called Light and Chronobiology Implications for Health and Disease. And in that study, it specifically states that um, light is the most important thing to correct your circadian rhythm. It says that during the morning time, when morning light is around, that your melatonin needs to stop and your cortisol needs to start up. That stops making you feel tired and starts making you feel awake. And at nighttime, that low-angle light that your eyes can perceive, even if you're blind, your eyes can still receive that light information. It can say that it's time to start making melatonin and start feeling tired. Winding down and um, winding up, you know, 
at different times of the day is what sets our circadian rhythm. And the most important thing that we can do for that is light. So if you think about what happens to our body uh, and our brain after we expose ourselves to really bright lights in the middle of the night from calls, from screen exposure, you know, we know that uh, we're basically screwing up our circadian rhythm. The fact that we see really bright lights at night is, is a huge part of the problem. And again, we can't help that on shift, but when we get home, we need to be wise about how we're dealing with that. What is this doing to our, um, our circadian rhythm and our body? Well, it's not allowing us to get into proper REM sleep, which has all those health issues, like I said, but also your circadian clock is starting to get altered. This is where we start to get into speculation a little bit, I'll be honest. We don't exactly know how CBD affects your circadian rhythm, but what we do know is that CBD and the endocannabinoid system are crucial for sleep. What we know about CBD and endocannabinoids, which are like the naturally occurring cannabinoids in your body, is that they're at their highest concentration when you're sleeping. And the opposite is true too. If you're sleep deprived, the levels of endocannabinoids in your body are very low. There was a couple of really interesting studies done on this. And one of them was called cannabinoids, endocannabinoids, and sleep. And that was done by Kessner in 2020 through the National Institutes of Health in the United States. Uh, the other one was endocannabinoid signaling hasn't got rhythm. And that was done by Vaughn in 2010. Both of those talk about how the level of cannabinoids in your body that are naturally occurring gradually increase while you're sleeping. And then they're really, really low when you're sleep deprived. Um, those cannabinoids are mediated and, uh, and increase when you take CBD. So, you know, if you're sleep deprived and you have a low amount of cannabinoids in your system, taking CBD increases that level of endocannabinoid in your body. This has massive impl implications for sleep. You know, just looking at it from these two studies in the results from these studies, it says very specifically that the endocannabinoid system plays a role in setting what's known as the master clock of the sleep-wake cycle in your brain. And that specific result was from a study called Orchestration of the Circadian Clock and its Association with Alzheimer's Disease Role of Endocannabinoid Signaling. It's done by Kumar in 2021. I'm putting all this stuff in the show notes. I'd love for you to check it out. If you wanted to get really in-depth and read all these, these are all public and uh, they're, they're the full study but I'm just kind of giving you the cliff's notes here. These are three separate studies um, throughout the years. I mean, you're talking about 12, 13 years in between all of these. And uh, it's really prominent that they're being studied by different universities from different parts of the world and are all coming up with a similar result. This isn't um, snake oil. If all of the same results are, are generally pointing at the direction that CBD is, ma is uh, affecting the master clock of your circadian rhythm, it's helping your sleep, and it's um, important to know that endocannabinoids fluctuate with how much or how little sleep you're getting. So I wanted to bring that stuff up. Now, I'm not a sleep physiologist. I'm not a, doc I'm not a doctor, but I'm reading to you what um, these things are, are coming out with. We know that the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids directly affect your sleep. So if you're sleep deprived and you're low on cannabinoids, and we know that you need cannabinoids to, to get good sleep. This is direct evidence to say that taking CBD could help with that. That's what that's what I take from it. I guess the real question would be, does CBD correct this dysfunctional circadian rhythm? I don't know. I don't know if, if there's been a study to say, like, you, you have somebody with a dysfunctional circadian rhythm and we gave them CBD and it fixed it. There's no double-blind research that I've seen for that. 
that would be maybe the next thing. But what I do know is with the safety profile of CBD, with the fact that um, the World Health Organization says there's no risk of addiction, that there's no withdrawal symptoms, that there's no overdose level, you know, and I'm looking at what this stuff affects our master clock with, I would, I would venture to say that this is worth a shot before slamming your, your brain with a bunch of, uh, you know, sleep medication. If we're trying to fix our circadian rhythm, that's ultimately what we're trying to do when we have a messed up sleep schedule. Why not do the natural stuff first? Just my opinion. Well, why haven't we looked any deeper into this? You know, why don't we have those studies? I think it's kind of complex. First of all, up until 2018, CBD was still considered marijuana. I mean, we looked at a molecule from a hemp plant that we make rope with, and we considered it marijuana all the way up until four years ago at the time of this podcast. So like that alone would complicate things. If Stanford University wants to do a study on fish oil, no problem. Buy some and get it sent to you. If you want to do a study on marijuana, well, now you have to go through the DEA and you have to make sure that these people aren't peddling narcotics. You know, this is a federally illegal substance. But in 2018, they separated the two and they said hemp is not the same thing as marijuana. And after that, uh, CBD, because it's from hemp, is much easier to study. Well, so that means that prior to 2018, you were basically studying an illegal substance. It's a lot harder to get a hold of. And hence the, 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 the blow up and the prominence of CBD all throughout, you know, uh, the industry. It's, it's, it's coming around now because it's legal, right? Um, so that's one of the issues. The other thing is when it comes to firefighters, I mean, a lot of the U.S. fire service still see CBD as weed. And they still look at it as marijuana. And it, uh, it makes it tricky when it comes to policy and when it comes to people trying to um, push for research and, and understanding what that stuff is and does because they think that they're going to get fired from it or that um, this is a way for stoners to, to use marijuana. I mean, that's kind of the, the reputation that I have. And uh, I kind of don't blame our guys and girls for thinking that way. We've been force-fed this for a long time, and it's just kind of normal now. That's the culture. Well, trying to change it, but um, it's you're undoing decades worth of, of uh, repetition of the same thought, right? So it's taken a little while. Um, studies are still coming out right now about sleep. You know, most articles that I've cited and that I did cite in this article that I wrote for Crackle Magazine, they're relatively new. Dr. Matt Walker and Andrew Huberman highlighted the benefits of CBD in their sleep uh, podcast in 2021. You know, at the time of this podcast, that was last year. I don't think we should ignore the data that's been out. If people want to think that it's snake oil, if people want to assume that it's marijuana, there are ways to say, hey, it's not, and look at these things. One of the ways is to double down on the data that we've come up with. So that's part of it. That research shows that, you know, there's promise here, that we have benefits that could be gained from it, and that it's relatively safe compared to, you know, medication, since there's no indication that there's an overdose level or that it's, uh, it causes withdrawal or addiction. Stuff's worth a try. There are a lot of really good CBD brands out there. There's, there's brands out there that make a great product and that I would trust, but I don't know that I could take them and pass a drug test. You know, that's why we're around is because we, we have to have something for our people to be able to trust that uh, they're going to be able to use it and not fail a drug test. That's the whole point. And until a brand comes out and says, this is made specifically for firefighters and we're testing down to zero parts per billion, I wouldn't trust them. So even though the quality is good and they make a very clean product, uh, there's the difference. And so all the excuses that we keep coming up with from the fire service, whether it's this stuff is marijuana, it's a drug, you know, you shouldn't be doing drugs to try to handle a medical problem. 
Um, it's snake oil. There's no research behind it. And finally, drug testing. We're running out of excuses here. We're running out of excuses to not be absolutely chasing down with ferocity the benefits of CBD. It makes no sense. Um, if you're a chief and you're listening to this and you are still having issues with uh, bringing CBD or allowing CBD in your fire department, I would urge you to, to talk to experts or read some of the research behind what this stuff does and the safety profile behind it because the fact is is that we're, we're burying our head in the sand uh, for something that's going to happen, and it might even go all the way over the other side as far as policy goes. It might even go all the way over to the other side where we're allowed to use THC, and we're going to have no preparation and no understanding of what this stuff is and what it does. Everyone's going to try to scramble to come up with policy and drug testing, what to do with workman's comp, because nobody's paying attention to it. If you don't believe me, look at FDNY, look at the state of Virginia, now the state of Maryland, um, New Jersey, and see how they are running around with their hair on fire and constantly tied up in legal issues. And everyone's very confused because the state basically dropped it on them immediately that firefighters are allowed to use THC, particularly the FDNY. Firefighters are allowed to use the uh, THC, and um, you can't discipline them for what they do off-duty. Now, everybody's wondering what they're going to do as far as writing policy about how to police this, about how to enforce it. And, you know, the attorney general is basically like, not my problem, right? So if you're a chief and you're hearing this, I would urge you to pay attention to what they're doing and look at the problems that they're starting to have and start thinking about now, start thinking about how you're going to handle this in the future. Because everyone that's listening saying, we're not going to have CBD or THC in our contract ever, or the city or county I work for is never going to allow this. Look at what's happening everywhere else in the country. It's not up to them. They're getting imposed on them at a state level. The attorney general is coming down saying your collective bargaining agreement doesn't mean anything. I'm the law. I'm writing this in. And you are forced to allow your members to use CBD and or THC off duty and you can't discipline them for it. Then what happens? I'm telling people this because I'm I'm knowing I, I know for a fact that my department's going to be one that's going to be the same thing. We do. We don't ever want our people to ever have to be able to use CBD or THC. The policy is going to change at the state level. We're going to run around with our hair on fire. We're going to do a whole separate episode on on policy and things like that. And uh, I'll probably have like uh, my sister Kim on here. She's really good with that stuff. She helps other fire departments write policy with CBD. If you guys ever have any questions, you can email her Kim K I M at rescue1cbd.com. That's rescue1 with the number one, cbd.com. And she can give you some previous examples of, of successful and unsuccessful policies that she's helped with and also some templates for things that you can use. She's not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. You can take this and use it you know, within your department, whether you want to give it to your department's attorney or your chiefs or whatever. It's just a framework, but um, it, it's a big help because I think a lot of people have trouble, you know, taking that first step. That's another helpful option that we try to uh, offer. There's no, like, we don't charge for that service or anything like that. It's just, uh, we're just trying to get the word out there. Please share this with members of your firehouse, especially if you have chiefs that need to go somewhere for a resource where they're questioning or, or they're concerned about, you know, where to go with CBD policy and or how the effects are going to um, be towards their members as far as 
you know, intoxication. We all know CBD doesn't intoxicate you. The failed drug testing question and issue, and as well as, you know, the addiction and, and withdrawal side of it, because CBD doesn't have those those effects either. With sleep being such a prominent thing in the fire service, lack thereof, I should say, I wanted to go in deep dive on this. I'm going to put in the show notes a lot more of the research that I've cited in that article that I wrote for Crackle, but that we didn't talk about here. And that way you all can look at it for yourself and see if it's something that you're interested in, as well as just to back up all the things that I was saying. Obviously, you know, more questions come up. You can always email us support at rescue1cbd.com. Again, that's rescue one with the number one. And you can follow us on our Instagram page where we kind of give short form versions of, of some of the things we talk about, as well as our YouTube channel, which some of you are watching on. And uh, if you're not watching, you're listening on our podcast. Also, if you guys have any questions or suggestions for the future, you know, you want to throw some ideas out there. We'd love to tackle any questions or topics that you want us to talk about or interview guests that you want us to interview. And we can go from there. But please, you know, follow us and, and spread the word. The best thing you can do for us is to share this podcast with others write a review for us we would love to get the word out about cbd it's really tough bringing cbd into the fire service so every bit of support absolutely helps thank you guys take care of each other and be safe out there